1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg.
0: This
1: is Martina Navratilova.
2: I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening
0: to the Tennis Podcast. <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome to the tennis podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport on day four Thursday of Wimbledon 2017. We have already had four days of this thing. This is our fourth daily tennis podcast from Wimbledon. There are still Head more to come after yeah, this.
0: I'm enjoying every one of them.
3: I am too. We're not over the hump yet though, David. Thursday is often a weird day at events, isn't it? It's the yeah. day that you sort of think you're over the hump. Well, it's the first time
0: that we've recorded with the light really fading. I mean, it's 9.30 in the evening here, isn't it? And I mean, we, we it feels like we're in, in the darkness. It we're, does. We're I've just come up court room.
3: number two uh, where I was watching Caroline Wozniacki and Svitana Poronkova. Really great match, actually. And Wozniacki broke to win it in two straight sets, but there was absolutely no way they were playing a third set if Svetlana uh, Provenka had won that second set and taken it to a s- decided. No way. It-, it was very borderline. It was only because they were at the end of a set that they carried on playing. I think the same applies to Jack Sock, who has just been called into press after losing in five sets to, I have to say, a guy whose first name I don't know, Offner, his name is. He's from Austria. He is the guy that beat Jay Clark, the Brit, the young Brit, yes. in I five sets to two sets to Love Down it was in the final Sebastian round of qualities. It Sebastian or Stefan. I think it's Sebastian. Well yeah. done. There we go. Sebastian Offner of Austria, who, after coming from two sets to Love Down in the final round of Qualies, is now into round three of Wimbledon having beaten Jack Sock. Now, I don't know how much of the foot injury that we saw Jack Sock sustain at Queen's came into play there, but I know he came from two sets of love down to take it to a fifth, Jack Sock, so he can't have been struggling physically that much, I would have thought. So, well done, Sebastian Offner.
0: Yeah, we better (laughs) find out about about him. him. (laughs) He's a new one for us to discover, but uh, yeah, I mean... That's the beauty of slams. People just pop up, don't they, and become relevant somehow.
3: Tell you someone else who's popped up and become relevant today, Magdalena Rabarakova of Slovakia, who knocked out... I can't believe I'm bringing this up so early. She knocked out my pick for the title, Karolina Pliskova. Now, it was never a particularly confident pick for the oh, title. I'm uh, not sure such a thing exists. You seemed at pretty this smug tournament. about it
0: 24 hours ago. Captain yeah, I did Mexico, a bit. Yeah, I feel. When silly. you were given your, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it this is, is a shock, but it's not that much of a shock. I mean. You and I were discussing this, weren't we, when that match was going on, as to how big a shock it is that Karolina Pliskova is is losing this match, or or, or if she lost it, how big an upset might it be? And I felt as though it's not that big an upset because she's got form. Karolina Pliskova has failed to deliver at the slams more often than not,
3: really. Agreed. But then what would be a massive upset in this women's draw? I don't think there is one. There are upsets... A Seed losing is an upset. Kerber losing is on paper an upset. She didn't today, incidentally. She won through in two sets against Kirsten Flipkins and I was reasonably impressed with her. Was Nyacki losing? Might be a bit of an upset. Radvanska losing, former finalist, as she almost did today in one of the most woeful tennis matches I've ever seen against Christina McHale. That kind of would be an upset. But I, I don't think there are any massive upsets in this draw.
0: That's a that's an interesting point. I, I think I am struggling to think of anything. That would, are
3: losing upset, yeah. but not you know no, you're, it's you're not right. stop the presses.
0: You're right. there, there is no clear favourite really. Well, the
3: bookies think there is, and they think it's Joe Conter and they're wrong. Why? she doesn't. You just said it, David. No, you just said there's no clear favourite. H- how, how, as as how much of a favourite as a clear favourite? How
0: much of a favourite?
3: I don't, I can't do numbers with betting. Okay. But she is a clear bookie's favourite, and that is is not right. I get that there has to be a favourite, and maybe she is a marginal favourite, but to say there's a clear favourite in this draw is ludicrous. It's ludicrous.
0: I think I I tend to agree with you that it's it's a little ludicrous, given that it is a pretty level playing field. Um, Often I feel that the bookies in that situation are going to do it for the headlines. Well, and and also
3: they're not neutral arbiters of the sport are they there there's there are then odds aren't just determined by likelihood to win tennis matches they're determined by supply and demand of betting so there are two factors going on and in the uk people are more likely to want to bet on british Athletes, So yes. the odds tend to be shorter for British athletes. You're stupid to place a bet on Andy Murray during Mumbledon, regardless of what the odds are, because you're not really going to get market value. You're not yeah. going to get value. Yeah. So there is that at play. And to speak about odds as if they are some kind of neutral... I, I, I mean, if I, I were to look silly. at
0: the field right now, I, th- I do feel as though Conte, on paper, has as good a chance as anybody.
3: Oh, I completely agree. I'm not questioning Conte's chances. I, on paper, I don't see anybody that has a bigger chance than her. I just think, clear favourite, ludicrous.
0: Aren't they one on the same thing, to some degree? If, you're, if you can't see anybody that's more likely on paper to win the title than her, then she's the favourite.
3: Clear favourite,
0: okay so just the one word
3: I think she is I would put her level pegging with a couple of other people okay as favorites clear favorite no way okay yeah, I'd, I'd and probably I feel, agree with I you. I feel for I hope she's not. I hope she's able to avoid the inevitable headlines that there are going to be. It's contest well, to lose. Just, That's what they're all going to say.
0: It it's just part of being a, t- a top tennis player. She's I know. a top five player in the world. That's the I way know, it is.
3: But we, she's never had to cope with it before and it's a blooming tough thing to have to cope with.
0: Yeah. So let's see if she can. You're Good being luck to her. You're very
3: combative tonight, David.
0: No, not. I, j- I just sort of... I, I don't see that her being the favourite is a problem. I mean, right. she, it's part of the game. If she's going to be... And fulfil the potential that yeah. she has, and, and achieve what she wants Hang on, to achieve. Andy Murray's had coping, it for years.
3: Coping with the um, ups and downs of the sometimes and often ludicrous, br- ludicrous British press during this tournament is not a very challenging thing to have to deal with. You're just saying, oh, it's part of the course, everyone's the same, everyone has to deal with it. Come on, uh, it's a big thing.
0: Certainly Tim Henman back in the day had to put up with the headline that we've talked about many times before that when Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras went tumbling out of the draw, suddenly it was, if you don't win it this year, Tim, we'll never forgive you. Now, I agree that headlines like that are... It's it's tough. I mean, he used to laugh at it. Um, Andy Murray's been putting up with it for years. But... (laughs) <laughs> Johanna Conter knows what she's what she's in here. She's in Britain. It's Wimbledon. She's just got to crack days, on with it. Two
3: days ago, yeah, she she does have to crack on with it, and I've no doubt she will, but two days ago we were talking about that match against Donna Vekic being the match that properly brings her to the attention of the British people. She's blooming well going to be brought to the attention of the British people with headlines along the lines of, it's yours to lose now, Joe. Well, I don't you know, know whether, I don't know whether an we're going to enorm- get it's, that headline. I feel like it's going to be an enormous... Shift from Joe Conter as an under talked about sixth seed at a home slam to now being probably an over talked about sixth seed at a home slam. It's a big shift, is I'm all not, I'm saying. I don't,
0: and, and, I don't, I'm not convinced. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe we might get joined by Simon you, Briggs in a little bit. You don't while. think anyone, um, you don't
3: think any tabloids are going to go over the top about this, David? Possibly,
0: possibly, but that's just the landscape. I don't, I don't have it a is. huge problem with it. It's it is a
3: landscape, it's a challenging one and something she hasn't had to deal with particularly before because as we've discussed she because she's never had success at this tournament has flown under the radar more than she should in terms of the british cons- consciousness
0: yes I, I agree with you that, that she right. has
3: we've got to the i agree with you so we're going to move on right i've got okay. to i've got to where i wanted to get to good
0: Excellent. Right, what's happened today?
3: What else have we got from today? So I think we've covered most of the significant women's results, was won, one, Radvanska one, Kerber one, Rebara Kova one, who else is in that section of the draw van Der won one very easily earlier on today. She is a huge danger in that top half. Oh I know, for me. Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: Because she's going to be in the final, uh, according to my predictions. But we'll see. Revised
3: predictions? Whether Should that... we call them revised predictions? No. Uh, oh, was she always in the she's final? She's always
0: been in the final. Right, um, okay. But I did feel she would be playing Petra Govitova. Well, and she I had
3: lose. tournament favourite Joe Konta in my final, so I'm sitting pretty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's interesting because she's the clear favourite. No. <laughs> I mean the the, the one thing I would say before we talk too much about the press we are part of the press effectively we are the media certainly on BBC Radio 5 Live for who you and I work we will be hyping up Joe Conta there is not a question about it it is a big deal she is left in the draw she's a decently high seed she's just had a big win yeah, momentum will build. We will hype it up to to high heaven. That is just the nature of the beast. We'll and hype it,
3: but I won't be saying anywhere on Five Live that she's the clear favourite for this title, which no. is what I've seen in some. Well, quarters.
0: look, I don't think she is the clear favourite for the title, but so we're you agreeing. Know, yeah, we are.
3: Should we talk about the men? So and that try was and ten agree minutes more.
0: of wasted, <laughs> <energy>, wasn't it? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that here on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with the Telegraph we talk and, about and about the blokes. blokes. Yeah, you go, on.
3: blokes. Yeah. Well, Roger Federer won very easily against an opponent who lots of people had underestimated perhaps going into it including me he didn't get eaten for breakfast someone suggested eaten for brunch which is an assessment that I like he was allowed to enjoy his breakfast and then got eaten for brunch who's this Federer's opponent yeah do you I tell you I thought he was fantastic yeah. he
0: won the first seven points of the match I, and it occurred to me where I'd seen him before just just in the morning, I mean, it wasn't really in the notes because uh, it's not that relevant necessarily to this to this particular event. But we saw him doing the Davis Cup tie against Great Britain in Serbia. He beat James Ward on clay and then he ended up losing out to, to Kyle Edmund a year ago. And I remember thinking at the time, what a lovely backhand this guy's got single handed backhand. And I, great right, seeing
3: two single handed Oh, it was wonderful. So cool, and I,
0: I was sitting next to in. Um, commentary box on BBC Radio 5 Live with Mr. Boris Becker for the first time. I'd never had opportunity in the past to commentate with with Boris. Terrible name drop, I know. But anyway, I've done it now.
3: Um, Picked it up off the floor.
0: There we are. Can I have that now? Um, He was very interesting to to talk to about, about that match in terms of watching a guy hit these firm, beefy ground strokes and it almost felt... Becker like the way Lajovic was going about his business but Federer then got into the tiebreak and just shifted gear and he won at 7-love the tiebreak in that first set thereafter i mean Federer was in total command it was still a good match though i mean i, I really enjoyed watching Lajovic play today he did not get breakfasted
3: he did not get breakfasted and i agree with you it was, it was a very enjoyable match and Federer I think we'll enjoy having been challenged a bit and having had to move through the gears just a little because obviously he barely even got a match in the first round, Dolgopolov retiring. Novak Djokovic ate Pavloszek for breakfast, didn't
0: he? Yeah, well, that was... Yeah, he he had had that one with ketchup. I mean, it was lovely.
3: Now, what did we make if... His performance there?
0: I didn't see the match. I was doing uh, the Del Potro uh, match against Ernest Gorbis, which was a big, a pretty big upset, actually. Gorbis was fantastic.
3: Straight sex and he will for now Delpo. face Djokovic. He was very, very bullish about his chances, Gorbis. I saw it on paper and I thought, good match, Del Potro should win, because I'd watched his first match against Kokonakis and I was impressed. But then I saw the quotes from Ernest Gorbis yesterday and I saw how firmly he believed he was going to win and this was suddenly an Ernest Gulbis who cared about tennis again and he's made some technical adjustments I think to his game that you were talking about he's no longer got that well, big take back on the forehand
0: it's, it's interesting because I mean I, I don't feel that comfortable talking about technical adjustments simply because I, I don't know what I'm talking about I'm not a player I'm not a coach but with the naked eye I can confirm that with a naked eye, I was watching and I've seen him play for many, many years, and you know, he has had this more and more pronounced windmill straight armed forehand over the years that has frankly looked ever so uncomfortable. And on a grass court you're thinking, it's so unwieldy. How could he ever react quickly enough if he's pushed and rushed and so forth? Well today, that that had gone. He he's made it a much more compact stroke. I'm not sure. I can't remember whether it's because of injury that he's needed to do that or whether it's you know, because the technique wasn't producing the results. But he's had terrible injury problems the last two years as Ernest Gorbis. And regardless
3: and regardless of what it is, he deserves great credit because I've been speaking to Naomi Cavaday a lot, who's on the Five Live team and does a lot of work with juniors. And she was talking about... As bizarre as it is, how reluctant so many players are to make changes and how frustrating that is for coaches, especially ones that have had some success. You know, Golbus has been in a French Open semi-final. He's beaten Federer there. He's had great success. He's been inside the world's top ten. A lot of players will tell you to jog on, she says, if you get them... If you say you need to make some technical changes. So
0: good on him I mean it was Ivan Lendl wasn't it who said about Andy Murray look I I don't teach technique I suck at it I'm terrible at it so you know I guess somebody else does that and frankly at this level you, you know you should have your stuff sorted out and really, but a lot of them
3: don't, you know. I was watching Christina no. McHale earlier, and a bit like you, you know, I usually wouldn't venture into the technical side of things, but it was so clear the technical issues with her game, and she, you know, she, she, great job she's doing to make what she has out of her career with those technical issues. But and Naomi was describing it to me in detail, and it was so so blatant the technical issues. So there. You might think, how can anyone, given how many thousands and millions of tennis players in the world, how can any rise to the top that don't, and, and how many other uh, marginal gains there are that make the difference? You'd think the technique, there'd just be no room for any error in technique, and actually, there's a fair bit. Maybe yes. not in the top five, but elsewhere Yeah, certainly I, I,
0: is. I do agree with you. I think that took some, some guts from Gorbis to sort that out. And today, I mean, I've been watching him for years and occasionally he's wonderful to watch and he's fun to watch and he's explosive. Well, today he was a proper tennis player. I mean, he was, the movement was there. He was explosive off the ground. He looked, you know, sometimes I think with him, he looks a bit lethargic as though he could take it or leave it. He's not that bothered. He was dialed in from moment one today. And he's got he, a beard. He's got the most sensational beard. I mean, I, did you see that man, that photo that I put up? Of course of I
3: did, David. Just
0: oh, so proud of that. The, the <laughs> castaway moment from Tom Hanks um, with the big bushy beard, and that was Ernest Gorbis today. Wonderful. It's
3: a little bit more groomed, isn't it?
0: No, that's I not groomed. I think it's a bit more... That I is, I just can't be bothered. No, no. I, mean, t- I think I think he'd
3: be delighted with you saying that, but t- I think he has been a bit bothered mm, about his. I'm beard. not sure
0: tennis players do love the sort of I can't be bothered three day stubble, don't they? Well, this was a three year stubble. This was a sort of you know I actually keep pets and and things for later in that beard. It's so bushy, you know. Like if, the twits. Yeah. Exactly, like the story... That, that's a little story, a Roald, isn't it?
3: It's a Roald Dahl book, yeah. The Twits. Roll
0: Dahl's story, The Twits, yeah. Love I mean, he, twits. he quite he clearly... He like a twit. He, he stores snacks That's something there. to put to him. Yeah.
3: After d- he, question, beats, uh, beats Djokovic in round three. Well...
0: I mean, I was looking at Slash the record. Challenges I, think, it's, I think the record is six-one in the favour of Novak Djokovic, and and you know, I think Djokovic's compact game would always cause a guy like Golbis problems Agreed. in that way. And I still, you know, I would still expect him to beat Golbis But if Golbis played like he did today, he made Del Potro look really ponderous today, and which is sad to say, it, it, it was the case. And. The only wobble Golbis had was at the end of the third set. He was a break-up and he got broken back. It's the only time he was broken in the whole match. But he was explosive, he was, he was thoughtful, you could see what he was trying to do. If he played like that, he can push Djokovic, he could beat Djokovic if Djokovic is not on it. That's what I would say.
3: I agree, I expect Djokovic to come through, I expect it to be a good match, maybe four sets. But he has it in him. To beat him. Maybe what yeah. maybe one in ten times. If he played that match on ten consecutive days, he'd win one of them if Djokovic is having a good day, couple two or three of them if it's an irritated, frustrated Djokovic. Well. And there were signs that despite I remember this from Rome and from Madrid with Djokovic, he was playing really well and yet he still looked irritated. He mm. still had that slightly crazed look in his eye so it's not necessarily about the play I was impressed with how he played it. I remember that I think it was the Badene match in Rome in his first match in Rome I felt like saying you're playing really well mate don't worry about it <laughs> well, chill it was very
0: interesting hearing Becker on this subject as to what happened you know and and he just said he put his he took his foot off the pedal a bit. pedal a bit he couldn't and does he up. think
3: his foot's back on the pedal now?
0: He said he feels he looks in a much better place now. He he's he feels he's got the right sort of coaching team around him. Um, you know, he was nothing but respectful for Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Clearly, there's there's a lot of I, th- I do feel there's a lot of affection still oh, there, there for what they achieved together as a question. team. Huge respect, and you know, it's it's one of those things we're only going to find out in the course of time yeah. whether, whether he can ever rediscover that sort of form but I mean look how long did we talk about Nadal and Federer being, being short of that level to, yeah. of form and look at them now look at them
3: yeah exactly no no I, I've learnt my lesson about writing anyone off well, I, think I think we all have I think everyone yeah. in tennis has learnt their lesson yeah, we, about writing people off we all looked
0: off. complete fools and I'm quite happy to hold my hand up to that as well
3: Um, Just a couple of other results to mop up before we discuss tomorrow's order of play. Um, Milos Raonic did win through in four sets against Mikhail Yuzhnyi he didn't look impressive at all the serve was working not much else was working for him he's relying mm. on the serve he doesn't look comfortable
0: i didn't even know the results of that one and i saw that Usually won the first set and i saw them march out onto the court i was coming back from that uh, uh, del potro gorbis match and i saw Raonic and usually walking past usually had beaten mahu in the first round and and he sort of he had a really sort of positive look about him as he was walking towards the court and he, he won that nothing first set nothing to lose
3: eh? Yeah. nothing to lose whereas Milos Raonic looks very furrowed brow and stressed to Just me I know, he's a very, year ago. I know he's an intense guy but there was something that John McEnroe brought out in him a year ago and I, I really like the addition of Mark Knowles the co- coaching team I think in principle that could be really good but there's definitely something up with Milos Raonic whether it's yeah. <laughs> him having lost trust in his body I know physical issues have been a big feature of Ranich's career over the last year and more so it could be that, I don't know but he's definitely not looking like a guy that's going to repeat his run to the final from last year
0: no, Not at the moment, I mean he, something's going to have to change, he's, he, he, he hasn't got that level of form, self-confidence about him I, I think he unless, unless something really does come over him, I, I'd be surprised if he got really as deep as he would hope.
3: Just one final result to mention from Centre Court. Kyle Edmund, straight sets defeat to Guillaume Monfils. There were some moments where he challenged, certainly in that first set, really fell away in the first set tiebreak. You feel like that's where the match was won and lost, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, he, he did OK.
0: He did OK. He didn't, he didn't freeze, I didn't he think. He didn't. Uh, and, and, I mean, that first set, you know, if he'd have won that, maybe it changes. Uh, he got himself a break-up as well in the third set. But... I, <laughs> We've seen him. We've seen him sort of fade in matches before, and he did fade at times yeah. in it. And and it was quite interesting listening to a debate between Annabelle Croft and the commentary team about whether they were asking her: should he be getting the crowd going more? Should he be fist pumping? Should he be using this centre court he should, occasion? But it's not him. It's not him. It's and like
3: when people tried to get Tim Hemman to do fist clenching, no. and he tried it a bit, and it felt and looked ridiculous it's not him
0: I just feel you've got to let Carl Edmund get on with it quietly because he learns, he improves and I I mean I would like to see him walk with a bit more of a, a kind of Presence out there, but that's very easy for me to say from the sidelines. I've never done this before. I think that that would add something to him, but that
3: that is going to have It would, but trying to be time. something he's not, I don't think, no, will help him in you the slightest. But act yeah, act. yeah, I agree. Just one final.
0: Well played, Germon Feast, by the way. Yeah, I thought he indeed. Was really who good said good in tonight. his
3: post-match uh, interview with whoever was doing? It
0: was. Um, it was with was Lee, it, Lee McKenzie. Was it Lee McKenzie? And, uh, and he, 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 he confirmed that he still doesn't really like yeah, grass. Yeah, he, was, at he all. said
3: sorry, I just don't like it. So no, nothing it personal. It's to round three, though. Well done, Gail. Yeah. Uh, one final. Uh, we will look ahead to uh, the order of play for tomorrow, but we've, we will just offer a thought for Bethany Maticxand, who oh, yeah.
0: absolutely.
3: Uh, I, I mean. Whatever you do, don't watch the video because it's immensely distressing. Do not watch the video. Um, She was out on court against Serrana Castella, court number 17. I think she was approaching the net and her knee simply buckled at the net. She was in just enormous distress on the court it was very clearly something very serious right from the moment it happened the the match was immediately suspended a sort of mini ambulance came to the court she was stretched off we understand she's in hospital it is a serious injury we don't know anything more than that and we just wish her well incidentally her doubles partner uh, Lucy Safarova was straight down onto the court she had to go out and play singles now I've just heard her called to press um, and I don't know how that match finished Uh, and I, I I will look that up, obviously, in, think, a, in a moment. I think moment, she lost
0: the singles match, Lucy Safareva, and I know, I know she was in tears after what happens. to have to go and play a singles and, match. And th- they were on for... I think, weren't they on for holding all four grand They stats? were. They're
3: currently holders of all three. This is the only one they yeah, haven't won before. It's just terrible. It's but dreadful. I
0: mean, you know, all that aside, just the sheer... Physical and, and human element of it that just we wish you just what, uh, all the best for uh, the quickest yeah, possible recovery. She was set all with
3: Sironica It was a great match. She was a wild card here. She was potentially on her way to round three. It's just awful, and I know you. I know when you hear someone say, "Don't watch the video." All you want to do is go and watch it. But it. It really, it's distressing no, it's, it's really distressing it's, So just not, just, don't, just do don't. And uh, yeah, we everybody here wishes her well In terms of the order of play for tomorrow, David All of our questions are answered Oh yeah my calls, my calls haven't been answered, but my questions have. Victoria Azarenka and Heather Watson kick things off on okay. the centre court. They are the chosen women to play on centre court tomorrow. They'll be followed by Rafael Nadal and Karen Khachanov. And then, finally, Andy Murray against Fabio Fennini. Well, court number one sees Steve Johnson against David Law's finalist, Marin Cilic, who would meet Rafael Nadal in the quarterfinals. Everybody keeps correcting us that I yes. say you think he's going to beat Nadal in the semis. Of course, that would be a quarterfinal, and the winner would potentially play Murray in the semifinals. Yeah,
0: I've be, been getting that one wrong as well. I've been getting yeah. a bit confused. So. Apologies, everybody, yeah, yeah, on the tennis it, podcast. The
3: volume of players and results that we're covering, we're we're doing our very best. best. I don't have a photographic memory for the draw and I apologise for that. Work on that for Um, next year. They'll be followed by Joe Conter and Maria Saccala.
2: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This edition of the Tennis Podcast is sponsored
3: by Tennis Channel, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch the French Open. They've got every court live, and you can watch on your phone or your smart TV, both in HD. Matt, this sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing I like more than watching multiple courts with matches everywhere, dipping in to where there's the latest final set tiebreak or even the latest bit of aggro. And David, don't worry, you can just watch your favourite court, Suzanne Longlen, all day if you want. But whatever you choose, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history.
0: Do you know, I think in a lot of ways, the French Open is now my favourite slam the strategy of the clay court tennis the way it challenges players and particularly now with legends of the game up against a new generation of young players i cannot wait
3: be there when it happens with daily live coverage beginning on monday may the 20th subscribe to tennis channel plus to stream daily coverage of roland garros use promo code tennis pod 20 for 20% off your annual subscription Ari. And mm-hmm. finally, on court number one, Naomi Osaka and Venus Williams, which I love the look of. Yeah, that,
0: that could be a good match. Uh,
3: in court number two has Bednay and Muller. I think that could be the end of the road for Bednay, but he's got a chance. He's
0: certainly second favourite. I think it helps him a little that he played Ivo Karlovic early yeah. on, so he's used to a big serve. It comes at you in a different angle from Muller, who is younger, who is playing better, and... I, I would favour Muller to win that one as well, but Bedene probably playing as well as I've seen him play. So yeah, never agreed. Know. I'm so yeah.
3: impressed with him. Yeah. I'm really pleased for him, but I, I do just think it will be the end of the road tomorrow. Simena Hallett, Peng Shui Yelena Ostapenko, and Camilla Georgie Come on! Oh my goodness! I know it's great, isn't it?
0: That's like <laughs> that's like a <laughs> WWF.
3: <laughs> it's great tennis
0: match, isn't it? You know. Incidentally,
3: Camilla Georgie beat Madison Keys last night. It finished really late, so we didn't have a chance yeah. to mention it. Great Crikey. win for, I'm so pleased to I see mean, it, her stringing some grass court form together. <laughs> this is a woman that's banned from playing tennis on public courts in Italy, such as the extent of the fallout that she and her dad, slash coach, have had with the Italian Federation. Blimey. Crikey. I mean... Yeah, I mean... the way It's <laughs> probably way more they, her dad than her, but she the is a The way a they go cracker. about
0: playing tennis, Georgie and Ostapenko. I mean... It, it's, it's like they must compare notes and say, I'll tell you what, I don't care if I'm eight feet behind the baseline. I'm going for a winner.
3: Yeah, All don't right? expect many rallies. Uh, Joe Wilford-Songer against Sam Query, who I've drawn in the five-life sweepstake, David. And oh. I'm, frankly, I'm reluctant to hand over my two quid.
0: Why? I mean, you know, Sam Query has beaten Djokovic last I only Jocolates found out year. about
3: it yesterday after my women's pick, Petra Kvitova, had lost. And my men's pick is Sam Query. I mean, well done, Sam. Maybe. Could beat Songa tomorrow. I just don't think he's going to win the title.
0: Maybe it's his year. Disagree
3: with me if you want, David. Is that what you're doing? No. Okay, elsewhere Nishikori against Batista Agut, Svitalina against Vitoft. And some doubles as well. Lots of doubles happening. Uh, Dominika Sibylkova against Anna Konyu.
0: Sweepstake, by the way, is luck-based, isn't it?
3: That's not predictions. That's just us it, picking a name no, out of it No, I would hat. like that to be made very yeah. clear. Well, I i not help you out there. have not in any way predicted yeah. Sam Curry to win Wimbledon this year. And I think that's it for women's and men's singles matches. Caroline Garcia against Madison Brengel, the conqueror of your pick. Petra Kvitova which I'm not going to be remotely smug about anymore because everyone's picks seems to have gone. We've
0: not had the best day have we? We, we finally got around to posting everybody's pick from the uh, the Kickstarter campaign. There's about 13 of us teams. Rosie the dog seems to be beating all of us just at the moment. But anyway um, She knows what she's talking about. We finally got around to to, to designing the, the, the grid that shows all of our choices and by the time we've got around to it basically all, all of us gone. looks like complete idiots. It's
3: very Important in future that we publish them before the tournament starts, so that we minimum stupid looking. I know. Um, Just finally, David, we've been hoping that Simon Briggs would be able to join us, but he's a very very busy man because he has news news hot off the press. If you don't know
0: who Simon Briggs, possibly quite
3: literally hot off the press.
0: Well, yeah, that's Uh, right. Simon
3: Briggs, the Telegraph's tennis correspondent. He does try and join us during these daily podcasts, but he's an incredibly busy man. What with having. A men's and a women's clear favourite for the title at this year's tournament. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, but, David, I understand you can bring us the hot off the press, telegraph. Yeah, I- I can certainly bring you in lieu of Simon himself
0: the gist of it certainly and it it, it relates to the U.S. Open of this year which uh, Simon tells me in an exclusive um, story that he's about to break in the Telegraph tonight that uh, well, on the you're website. You about to break. Well, no, but it's <laughs> the his story. And his podcast is about to break. <laughs> it's <laughs> his story, but he's he's given me sight of it uh, and the gist of it is that uh, they're going to use a shot clock during the US Open qualies i guess to test it out which we, we know they're going to use several different rule changes for the uh, the next gen uh, championships in milan at the end of the year which is kind of the guinea pig for everything isn't it try it all out see what happens try see what works but this is this is a grand slam tournament who, which is stepping up and we've seen this from the US Open before they've done things like this before with um with the the, the final set tie break in the fifth set which i love set, and which you hate no, I don't. I oh, really don't. you one I, over. I, I, I'm one over. I still think maybe it might be better to do it at 9 all or something, but generally speaking, I have been won over by that totally. I think, I think there should be a tie break in the first um, place. It? Um, it's not just the shot clock, though, is it? It's not just the shot clock. They're also going to have some coaching options. For the players on court coaching. Options. No, I don't believe it's on court coaching. Is it via
3: this headset business? No,
0: I don't think it's that. I think it's just an ability to confer with your coach.
3: But how? If it's not on court and if it's not via a headset. Well, you know, you know how it they phone do. Is a friend? N-
0: you know how when you do signals David's and stuff really, and shout out. Really
3: right. annoyed with me tonight. Stop talking.
0: You know, you know how when the coaches shout out stuff to their player and they get told. That's coaching. You're in trouble. Code so you're violation. just going to be
3: allowed to shout? Yeah,
0: you can do signals and hold a banana up if you think they should be eating but a banana. But then your
3: opponent will see it and hear it. Well, that's
0: fine, yeah. It's basically, they're just saying, look... We're not going to have all that nonsense of you can't even talk to your coach anymore. You can frankly do what you like.
3: That's interesting because what they're trialling at the Next Gen Finals, which is an ATP initiative, while this is specifically a US Open initiative, is on-court coaching via headset, which, as we've discussed, I think is a cop-out. I think that's them looking at the WTA Tour and going on-court coaching is quite good isn't it but them not wanting to admit that d- the WTA have come up with a good idea so they've gone we're going to do something a bit different we're going to do headset coaching which is basically on-court coaching but with the added help of a headset
0: isn't it just refining something you think is, what, is not a bad idea what a headset
3: but makes it more refined I think it makes it clumsier
0: well we'll find out won't we I mean I don't I don't I honestly don't know but we'll find out it might be a better idea um, Maybe. We'll see, we'll see, uh, but that, that's going to happen at the U.S. Open, which it's is going to happen
3: thanks to the absent Simon Briggs for that story. I think that's if a If you want more than the gist, or that was a pretty good gist, David. If you want more than that, then check out the Telegraph tomorrow.
0: Yeah, because I may have got something wrong, <laughs> you know, But uh, anyway, get, have a look at the paper, have a look on the, online at the Telegraph website, and you'll, you'll find out all about it. But yeah, they remember when they had that interview on court during a match with Coco Vandeweyer?
3: I sure do. The U.S. Ago? Open, yeah. I,
0: I asked. ESPN about about that, you know, and and they was they they still want to do more of that, but they I got bet a, they, do. they got quite a lot of um, pushback, I think, over that. But anyway,
3: well, I mean, I'm all for things being trialled. I am. I, I I think it's great. I, I I like the idea that the Grand Slams have the autonomy and independence to make the decisions to do that themselves they don't have to because if it were all slams together that have to make a unanimous movement towards something I mean nothing would ever change would it I mean just ever I mean things are slow moving in terms of change in sport and in tennis anyway so from that perspective it's pleasing and you know you you don't know unless you try so good on them
0: yeah and good on Simon Briggs for breaking the story absolutely
3: absolutely we hope to have you on soon, Simon. Um, I'm going to let David Lord go now because I think he's had quite enough of my company for today and perhaps the tournament. <laughs> we have been no, the tennis right. podcast. It brought you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. And I hope, uh, arguments permitting, we'll be back tomorrow.
1: How old are